Hi there, welcome to Divorce Confessional. I'm Claire Birchwood, and today I want to talk about mental health in relation to abuse and abusive marriages as well as narcissists. So I know I've touched on trauma recovery as well as um, just, you know, coming out of a narcissistic abuse situation um, where your abuser, you know, uses many, many weapons against you, whether it's verbal, mental, emotional, physical, um, sexual, whatever they use. And I've touched on a lot of topics, but I haven't actually dived into... I guess what's a little bit controversial for me because I don't know, I don't know much about this as in I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, but this is my experience and, you know, this is how my ex-husband, who's a flaming narcissist, you know, has used my own mental health against me. So, I want to say that mental health is a very delicate subject. It's a very, you know, hard to pinpoint exactly, you know, how to approach it. Because on one hand, you know, you you only have your own personal experience with whatever you're going through. And so... um, for me to have him use my mental health against me was very damaging. Very, very damaging. Um, probably the most long-lasting abuse from him that I'm still recovering from. And he would do things... Um, so let's rewind and go back to, you know, what's wrong with me? Sort of like the grand... The grand spiel, my history. Um, So I have a family history of panic disorders um, and anxiety disorders. And from a very young age, I inherited, you know, my grandma's panic attacks. That was something I had at a very young age. It's something I've not really lived without. You know, this is part of me. It's part of who I am. It's honestly my genetic makeup. Um... And I've always had that, you know, this is something I've always had, probably always will have, probably will always have to seek treatment for it um, in some capacity. But depression, you know, for me didn't really start till, honestly, I met my ex. And that was over around 10 years ago. So for the past 10 years, I've been in and out of different doctors, on different medications, seen different therapists, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. Um, I had undergone a lot of stress by being with him and from the outside no one would know you know I met this guy he's great he comes from a well off family you know he's in college he got his degree he's got his life together why would she have problems why would he have problems like and I feel like a lot of people don't realize how widespread mental illness is. And I just want to, you know, talk about that for myself. I don't think anyone would have guessed how 
dysfunctional it was inside that relationship and how much that affected my mental health, how sick I got, how injured my brain was from being with him. And, you know, with his family being as abusive as they were, we had a lot of tension, a lot of arguments about outside sources throughout our whole marriage, our whole relationship. And I think that contributed to, like, my panic attacks, to my depression, you know, all the gaslighting, all, you know, I'm living with this person and in close proximity to them and looking back all the time they were waiting to betray me they they were not who they said they were and so like that seeped in psychologically I think that started to affect me from a very early stage in our relationship um there were times when he used my mental health against me and like it's hard for me to talk about because it was so Horrible, You know, we would be fighting and every couple fights. But in our fights, because he was a narcissist, there'd be a lot of gaslighting, a lot of crazy making on his end, a lot of, you know, ideas that the, the crux to all our problems was that I wasn't mentally strong enough or that I couldn't handle things or, you know, anything. And it got so bad that to end an argument, you know, when you're in a relationship with a narcissist to end an argument, it's not two people apologizing. You know, that's, it's, in my experience was me always saying, you know what, you're right. Let's just sweep this under the rug. I'm not going to, you know, discuss this with you further because it's a losing battle. Like I'm not getting anywhere if you think the problem is my mental health. And that was part of his crazy making. You know, that was how he got into my head. That was how he controlled and manipulated me. Um, When I had our son, I had really bad postpartum depression. And, you know, that was real. I don't think that was something he necessarily triggered. But, you know, going through that and coming out of it, he pretended to be the perfect spouse, the perfect support system, and yet he has consistently used that against me, as a narcissist would. Um, and it's made me feel, you know, in my recovery and my healing process that I'm very unstable. It's made me question myself and my beliefs and my abilities as an individual, you know, more than any of the other abuse, you know, scars fade, bruises heal. You don't see how, how injured a brain can get when it goes through so much trauma and so much crazy making. Um, but to this day, you know, I'm deeply affected by living with someone who treated me like I was crazy. And, like, for me personally, I've gone through all the tests. I've gone pretty extensively through journaling, through meeting with a psychiatrist to find out I don't have, you know, bipolar disorder. I don't have anything but maybe atypical depression, um, as well as my panic attacks, um, anxiety disorder. 
So I'm not, you know, I hate to say crazy, but that's the word he used. I'm not, I'm not what he thought I was. I'm not who he treated me and who he made me out to be. And it's been real fragile to separate the pieces, you know, of, of what's true, what's not, what I need to focus on personally, what I don't need to worry about. And I've been very, I guess that's the hardest part of my healing, kind of going through this. And it's been very emotional. It's been very taxing. Um, he would always use my mental health against me to the point where I would blame it. I would blame my mental health for why I couldn't understand. Or, you know, when we were getting divorced, he had mentioned, you know, when we were amicable, I was talking about, it's like I'm meeting with this person, we're going through everything, you know, she's having me journal my moods as they change to see, you know, if it is bipolar, and and he just piped up, he's like, I always thought you had bipolar, or I always thought you were fill in the blank, And that's not, you know, that's not helpful. It's not anything that should surprise me, but it still does. Um, I know this is rambly, and I'm sorry for that. But it's difficult for me to think through. It's difficult for me to really put into words the amount of trust I've had to put back on myself you know, to find, you know, the healthiest lifestyle for me. And I went in today and I talked to my doctor and I was honest with him. I was like, you know, I think my depression's gotten a lot better since I've gotten out of my abusive marriage. I think I'm dealing with a lot of complex PTSD um, because, you know, of the stuff that happened in my marriage and you know, these panic attacks are really bad. And, you know, I've always had them, but lately um, it's usually triggered by a memory of him or, you know, um, the way he made me feel is very triggering. So when someone else intentionally or unintentionally tries to make me feel the way he did, um... I get very triggered. I usually have panic attacks, and it's hard to pull myself out of that. Like, someone says something jokingly that he used against me. You know, I'll be very, very triggered by that. I'll be very anxious about it, um, replaying it in my head, you know, just going back to all the times when he used that against me. And, you know, it's a spiral. And before I know it, I'm in the middle of a full-blown panic attack, and I'm having to calm myself down. I'm having to take my medication, you know? And I think recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse when you have a mental health disorder is a little bit like dismantling a bomb after it's already gone off. You know, there's chaos everywhere, you're hurt, you're trying to focus, 
There might be smoke everywhere. You don't know what you're seeing. You don't know what's happening. You just know that you have to be careful. And I feel that way a lot with my mental health. I feel that way a lot with my personal, you know, well-being. It's like the person I am coming out of this is very fragile and very, you know, small. It needs to be protected um, because she never was. And I feel like that's where I'm at right now. You know, just trying to pick up the pieces, trying to find what is a what is a good life for me outside of him, but also healing from all the all the stigma, all the words, all the you know, misinformation that he put into my head about my own mental health. And I know that this is another form of crazy making. I know that this is another form of abuse. Um, But I think a lot of us, after having been in a relationship with a narcissist, you know, you look at your life and you find that their tentacles kind of are, were, or are a lot deeper than you thought. You know, they're in your mind, they're in your thought process, they're in how you talk to yourself. And you know, that's why I think we need to be so careful and so purposeful in how we choose to relate to others and who we choose to relate to after abuse and in how, especially how we talk to ourselves. And so that's my little, we're actually long talk about this but you know that's where I'm at and for mental health you know it is so so important and I just want to remind myself and want to tell you and leave you with this that you know you are not what they said about you you are not the person that they're making you out to be you know that's another lie that's another way that they're trying to control you into hating yourself You know, as much as they do. And let's be kind to each other. It's like, be kind to yourself today. Be kind to each other. We don't need more hate in the world. You know, that's my two cents. I'll talk to you guys later.